Hello, everyone, and welcome to Cricket Ultras. This is Arun Sudhaman in Hong Kong, joined today from Singapore by a man who's not trying to engage in verbal volleys. It's Darren Burns. Darren, do you believe David Warner really is a changed man? Maybe he's going to engage in verbal half volleys. <laughs> what, what is he, the priest now or the preacher, whatever he calls himself? The reverend. The reverend. Or is he the yeah. bull? Does anyone call him the reverend? I think he calls himself that. Yeah. Yeah, he's, he's a changed man. He's, he's not going to engage in verbal volleys with the Indians. So there you have it. And of course, joining us from Hong Kong also, despite being on this podcast, he does not subscribe to the big three concept at all. <laughs> Toby Doman. Toby, how are you? Hello, both of you. Oh, I'm all right, thanks. Uh, yeah, only a few subscriptions in my life, certainly not for the big three. Can you tell me uh, where that quote comes from? I can't because I've been very, very upset this week by the, 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 the death of cricketing tees. So I've had zero chance to think of anything else. So I don't know the answer, but I'm sure we'll get to tees at the end of the show. I do know the answer. Darren, tell us the answer. It's the incoming chairman of the ICC. Indeed, yeah. Some Kiwi guy. Well, my next question was going to be, where does Greg Barkley come from? But you've answered that. So tell me this. Greg Barkley defeated Imran Khawaja. Correct. No relation to Usman Khawaja. Um, Uzi. Can you tell me which country nominated Imran Khawaja to be ICC chair? It wasn't India. No. Uh, Don't Google it, Toby. Uh, Pakistan? <laughs> no. no. Toby? Australia? Uh, what was it? Like, like South Africa? Oh, you're getting close. Zimbabwe? You're actually very close. No, it's Mozambique. Oh, powerhouse. Okay. <laughs> you would yes. never have got that. So Imran Khawaja was acting chair of the ICC after Shashank Manohar stepped down. Um, I'm sure all of you uh, are well up on the ICC voting process. It puts the US elections to shame. Um, A very convoluted voting process, which they brought in for the first time this time, three rounds. Imran Khawaja, as acting chair, could only be dislodged by two-thirds of the votes going to another candidate. In the first round of voting, Greg Barkley only got 10 votes. He needed 11 out of the 16. Uh, and he did find he did get the 11, I think, in the second round. If he hadn't got 11 by the third round of voting, Imran Khawaja would have remained as ICC chair. I don't really understand the voting process, but there you have it. And the other thing worth noting about all this, spare a thought for Colin Graves, former ECB chairman. His five-year term ended in August, the man behind the 100. He was actually the favourite to become ICC chair. But uh, the delay in the election meant that uh, India withdrew its support of poor Colin and the ECB never even nominated him. It's all very political, isn't it? It's like the uh, like FIFA, I suppose, as well, with lots of, you know, back-channeling going on about, you know, so we'll support you in this if you support us later and, you know... Backroom it, deals. It was a proxy battle between India and Pakistan. That's how some overexcited Indian newspapers have, have viewed it. Uh, Greg Barkley was, had the support of BCCI. Imran Khawaja had the support of the Pakistan Cricket Board. And there you go. Greg Barkley is not a fan of the big three. He wants more cricket for New Zealand. 
we will see if any of that. He's a fan of the big four. That, yeah, yeah, the big one. Not including Mo- Mozambique. I expect the World Cup, the T20 World Cup, will be held in Maputo in the next five years. Just to, just to, just a to rising say. power, <laughs> gentlemen. We have a lot uh, to get through on today's show. We've got to review the IPL knockout stages. There are tours. India and Australia starting tomorrow and England's tour of South Africa starting tomorrow. New Zealand appear to be playing two series versus the West Indies and Pakistan, not at the same time. We have the retirement of the long running retirement of Shane Watson, I feel. And then, of course, we will have a suitable obituary for tea. And Darren, you're going to run us through some of the crazy, zany Big Bash rules. But let's start with the IPL final. Uh, Darren, tell us how disappointed you were to see your beloved Delhi Capitals fail, fall at the final hurdle. It was a pretty boring game, wasn't it? I think everyone, everything went to script and as everybody would have expected. So I think the whole tournament, the Mumbai Indians were by far away the best team. Delhi was the second best team. And so it had to ended in the final. Mumbai Indians struck up front in the power play. I think three or four wickets. And then from there, they didn't really recover, did they? So posted a pretty middling score. And it was pretty boring, to be honest. Didn't you guys find yeah. it? Flat. I think Rishabh Pant had a, a nice little kind of mini revival. I think, what was it? Just his second half century of the tournament. Yeah. He did quite well. But it was the old firm in the end, wasn't it? Bolt and Sharma. It really was. Uh, coming through yeah, in Trent the clutch. Yeah, on fire. Trent Bolt. And it's interesting how they put, you know, Stoinis up to open the batting. He does so well in the in the um, big bash, but he actually got a final and a duck with a big bash as well. I remember that. So he got a golden duck, I think, first baller from um, Trent Bolt. Yep. You know, Shreyas tried, Shreyas did okay, right, in the middle overs. But yeah, I mean, they just weren't quite in the same league as Mumbai Indians. And the Mumbai Indians, pound for pound, every man on that park adds something to the team. And, you know, Delhi did pretty well, right, to finish second. Yeah, it's kind of as we thought, right? It's certainly as I thought. Uh, I predicted Mumbai Indians to win. So we can do, we can review those as well. Darren, I think yours was Delhi Capitals. So mine was Delhi Capitals and RCB to make the top four, which was true. Which was true. So, uh, yeah, whereas mine was Mumbai and CSK, so 50%. Toby? Uh, I think I did actually say Mumbai Indians, but my beloved KKR, I thought were going to be bolters, but sadly didn't make the final four. No, they did not. And that means that Mumbai Indians has now won, is that six IPLs? No, sorry, it's it's four. Four IPLs, right? I think it's four. Yes, four IPLs. But I must say, I mean, overall, I thought the IPL, IPL this year was, you know, apart from having no crowds, I thought it was great. There were a lot of really close games. There were a lot of super overs. I mean, they must have had four or five super overs. Uh, one game had a double super over, if you recall. Yeah, and I think this is good, the best players in the world on show, and it was really good. Didn't really disappoint. No, it's a good tournament, good advert. Just too late for us, though, right? Every game starts at 10. It's, it's a bit late, you know? Yeah, it is a bit. I would watch the first half. Yeah, exactly. And then, uh, and then that was about it. All right, moving on. Let's Let's move over to South Africa. Toby, England have a tour... Starting tomorrow, what can you tell us? They do. They're playing the customary sort of in, intra-squad warm-ups now. Obviously, with coronavirus around, you can't tour tour the regions before you have your big games. And so, there's been Team uh, Butler 
and Team Morgan have been battling it out at Newlands. Um, and so they're just getting some runs on the board and, and sort of miles in the legs for the team. Um, in terms of the squad, there were no major surprises from, from either side, really. Obviously, IPL players on both teams are back in the fold, I think, for this series, which is uh, three T20s and three ODIs. Um, obviously, Mo- Owen Morgan continues to captain the side, Joss Butler as vice-captain. Uh, Ollie Stone is back in the reckoning after uh, a bit of injury. He's another uh, pretty quick bowler from Warwickshire who's been included, and Reese Topley from Surrey. Other than that, it's the usual faces, Tom Curran, uh, young Johnny Bairstow, Sam Billings, etc. Um, for South Africa, um, Rabada is back, and Gidi is in the hot seat again. And so no real surprises there. I think uh, Quinton de Kock is captaining now, um, so it should be interesting. I think England and South Africa had a very good te- test series with a couple of short form uh, last calendar year, and it was a really competitive series. Um, I think one of the sort of side notes to all this going on, there's been quite an interesting debate going on around Black Lives Matters and taking the knee. The South African cricket authorities have said that they will not be enforcing taking the knee, which is an interesting uh, insight and has caused a few ructions in what is a very complex and historical sort of nuanced issue in South Africa, which we probably don't have time to go into today. But I think that's been an interesting thing. That's been the main news, I think, around the South African camp. Um, for, and for England, I think they're just, they're just happy to be there, right? They're happy to be playing cricket. Yeah, it appears that some of the black players in the South African team are not happy with the decision to not take a knee, which apparently was led by South African coach Mark Boucher. You probably will recall when the Black Lives Matter movement exploded last year, a number of South African players came out, black players uh, and uh, Indian players, or players of Indian origin came out to talk about their own experiences of racism. They were met with quite harsh criticism from many of the kind of uh, historically famous white South African players, right? So, yeah, I think Pat Simcox was very, Simcox, uh, very vocal. Right, Brian McMillan and I think Buta Dipanar and others. So it, it's a it's quite a uh, a tense issue as you can as you can imagine, and it's getting a lot of coverage. I've, I've seen it described as tone deaf by a South African columnist. Very surprising, and 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 it's, it's not in particular in a country like South Africa with all the history as well. I'm just surprised that it's playing out as it is. And just a word on the on the authorities and the administrators. This this tour actually very nearly didn't go ahead because I think the Members Council of Cricket South Africa had not appointed an interim board uh, prior to England departing. And actually it would have been potentially cancelled because there was no official South Africa team to receive England because there would be no functioning board. So it very nearly didn't happen and just ongoing turmoil uh, South African cricket at the, at the top. Yeah. Darren, any... Um... Any thoughts from you on on the South African team? Um, there's a lot of new players. We've talked before about this kind of transitional period that South Africa is going through, particularly in terms of its batting lineup. Yeah, um, not not particularly. Although I, I will say that Mornay Morkel is going to play locally in the Big Bash this year as a local player. That's about all I've got from South Africa at the moment. So apart from my Mornay Morkel comment, I think there's a lot of exciting. There are a lot of exciting players around. So I asked you about the South African team and your only comment is about Morning Morkel playing in the Big Bash. Yeah, I know, but I've got um, <laughs> I've, I've got the team there now. So, okay, I mean, good. there are some stalwarts there, as you'd expect, you know, Faf Duplessis, 
uh, Quentin de Kock, but there's there's a lot of sort of new players coming through. We've seen a little bit of. So we've seen left arm orthodox spinner uh, Fortuyn. We've seen him around a little bit. John John Smuts, my favouritely named best named player in the, both squads. Very John good. John Smuts, he's awesome. I think Ngidi did really well for CSK in the in the IPL, didn't he? He was he was quite good. I think they left him out for a lot of the games, but he, he really came good towards the end. And Janaman Milan has a lot of talk around him as well, um, the right-hand batsman. So there are a couple of new players coming through. So it'd be good to see if they mix it up a little bit. And I've, I'm a big fan of Rossi van der Dussen. So good to see him in the squad again. He's just on, not in the batting lineup, but um, Mr. Norkia, I think that's how you say it, was uh, not bowling absolute thunderbolts in the IPL. He's, I think, the fastest delivery by quite a mile in the end. He was he's rapid, so he's in good form as well by the looks of it. You know, they had they had Nortia, right? Rabada, sorry, Delhi. Both of those guys were great. Yeah, the, the bowling looks really good. Nortia, um, Rabada, uh, Ngidi, um, as you said, Fortune, the, the spinner, and they can also, they've also got Keshav Maharaj, um, they can call on as well. Shamsi. But I think, yeah, and yeah, Shamsi, of course, Shamsi, yeah. So the big question marks, though, are the, um, is, is the batting lineup, isn't it? Where, uh, there's a lot of new players there. <laughs> Many names I don't uh, I don't recognize. David Miller is is back in the team, and that will be interesting too. But a lot I suspect will, will revolve around Quinton de Kock, Temba Bavuma, Faf Duplessis, Rassi van der Dussen. Yes, indeed. Um, so it's just T20s and ODIs. Is that right? Yeah. No. No test matches this time. Yeah, Fulwa Keo is a great player too. We should we should mention him. He's still only twenty four years old. So yeah, I think that you're right with the bowling. They seem to have it covered, but the, yeah, the batting is a bit of a question mark. Yeah. All right. Another series getting underway tomorrow is India versus Australia. So we have three ODIs: Sydney two in Sydney, one in Canberra. Three T twenties again: two in Sydney, one in Canberra, um, and then four Test matches. Adelaide, Melbourne, Sydney, Brisbane. Let's talk about the one-dayers first. There's quite a lot going on in this series, not least on the Indian side where there are so many injury issues. No one seems to know what's going on. The BCCI is doing its level best to tell uh, people, including Ravi Shastri and Virat Kohli, as little as possible about which players are available. Um, Darren, you you had a great list of, of Indian injuries that you shared um, the other day. Uh, do you want to talk us through that one? Yeah, that, that, that's sort of long list and very confusing list as well um, that came out. But w- before I get to that, while I call it up, I mean, I think one of the great things that's ha- happening is that there's going to be um, crowds back at these games. So the crowds in Sydney and Canberra, they'll only allow half the stadiums to fill up and there'll be strict protocols on, you know, moving around different areas. So what happens now at cricket is often you have a lot of people behind the sheds drinking beer all day and not really watching the cricket. Um, I think they're going to try and keep people in certain areas so you can't move around too freely. So there actually have to be crowds actually watching cricket all day versus drinking behind the stands. So that's actually probably a boon. Um, they're going to be forced to do that. But there's a, there's a long... A boon. There's a long... Yeah. Pardon the pun. <laughs> Boonie. Um, yeah. So the list of injuries are quite, you know, there's, there's, so Virat Kohli has been granted paternity leave, of course. So he would play the OD, ODIs and T20s, then head back for the birth of his first son. Now he's, he's going to play the first test. Correct. Then he goes back. Then Rohit Sharma has been rested <laughs> for the ODIs and T20s. Or he has a hamstring injury. 
um, depending who you listen to. So he's been included in the test squad. Just well, weird. yes, but he can't he can't play the first two tests because he, he'd be, he'd be he's it's too late. He he has to quarantine. Him and Ishant Sharma are too late to play the first two test matches now. Although apparently no one has told Shastri and Kohli this. They're still waiting to hear. And, and apparently Ishan Sharma is not match fit either, which is weird. Anyway. So Well yeah, he's he's injured. He's also Sah has done both his hamstring, which is very surprising. Yes. Right, but they just released a video of him in training and there's a suggestion that Rhythm and Saha will be playing the test matches. Yes, it's very strange. And Kamlesh Nagakoti, who's been named on the tour as well, will not travel as he is still working with the medical team on his workload, which is very strange yeah. indeed. What does that mean? I mean, it's like the kind of thing you'd, you'd say about cattle. Yeah, so the goal, they get the gold star for communication, don't they? It's a mess. I mean, this is what we know. We know Rohit Sharma is not going to be play any role on this tour until potentially the last two test matches. That's a very big loss for India, particularly in the lim- limited overs games. Uh, Ishan Sharma, same. Also a big loss for India, particularly in the test matches. Virat Kohli will miss the last three test matches. We don't know about Rhythm and Saha. We can talk about the lineups in a moment, but... Uh, let's talk about Australia for the one days, uh, Darren. How are they shaping up? So I, I think they're looking pretty good. You know, I think it'd be quite a predictable lineup. So for the for the ODIs, I think they'll go with Warner and Finch at the top. Then Smith has come back. Smith didn't play the last series in England that Australia won 2-1. Um, then I think Labaskagni or Labashine will be at number four. Then they'll alternate the three finishers. So Maxwell, Stoinis and Carey, they'll fill out the top seven, I think. And then I think you have Cummins, Stark, Hazelwood, and Zampa. So I think a pretty settled side there. They might, because of workload reasons with the fast bowlers, swap around Sean Abbott perhaps and maybe Daniel Sams might, might have a go because um, Kane Richardson won't play because he's having his, his, child is, his wife is also having, giving birth soon. So he'll be there for the, for the birth of his child as well. So he's withdrawn from the squad. But I think it's a pretty settled ODI squad actually. Yeah, it looks solid. And Australia in pretty good form, aren't they, in terms of um, ODIs? I think they are in good form. They've won their first last few series. They won the last ODI series against India in India. But but these sides always go back and forth. So they've won, they've both won away in each other's backyard. So I think, who knows? It's only three ODIs. They're well matched. Yeah, it could go e- either way. And of course, the captains are teammates at RCB. So they just spent, best, Besties. Yeah, they just spent the last... Two months together. Um, for India, I mean, the one day the one day selection conundrum is not quite as pronounced as the question marks they will face when the test series gets underway. The big problem, of course, is the absence of, of Rohit Sharma. So it probably means that the top three for India will be Shikhar Dhawan, Virat Kohli, and either KL Rahul or Mayank Agarwal, I think. Um, although potentially Shubman Gill may come in. It, and 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 KL Rahul, maybe he'll play at number five. You know, Shreyas Ayer, I think, is is kind of nailed on for number four. And Hardik Pandya looks like he's going to play as number six as a batsman only. I don't think they're going to risk his bowling. So it kind of comes down to them picking two out of Mayank Agarwal, Shubman Gill, and Manish Pandya is actually the other one who potentially bat. Sorry, no. Actually, no, that's not right. No, yeah, sorry, that maths is completely wrong. They need to make a decision on, um, they need to pick an opening partner for Shikha Darwin, and I think that will either be Mayank Agarwal 
or KL Rahul or potentially Shubman Gill. And then they need to make a decision on whether they play KL Rahul at number five or stick with Manish Pandey. And then the bowling looks like if Padik Pandey is batting at six, most likely Ravindra Jadeja will be at seven. If they're going to most, I suspect they'll play three pace bowlers, uh, Jasprit Bumrah, Mohamed Shami, and one other. Uh, maybe Umesh Yadav, maybe Navdeep Saini, maybe Shardul Takur, which means one spinner. Most likely it'll be Yuzvendra Chahal and not Kuldeep Yadav. Kuldeep Yadav didn't play much in the IPL. I think Chahal's uh, in good right? form too. Yeah. Well, I mean, honestly, I think Ashwin's in better form than both of them. So, yeah, it's surprising he's not in the squad. But that's, a, that's a, another question. They are lacking a bit in the all-rounder department if Hardik Pandya doesn't bowl. Yeah, agree. They're very reliant on Jadeja. And he could go for runs, and he doesn't have a great record in Australia either. Yeah, he doesn't, but I I think his his one-day bowling has been pretty good, actually, in, in recent... In re, I, mean, I mean, his bowling in general has been pretty yeah. good in recent times. Yeah, I think that's the, I think un, the that's last the only one day. Yeah, I think... Uh, yeah, it's just, it's just one thing after another for the Indian selection. So that's the one-days. The T20s, um, I think we, we can... We don't need to detain ourselves discussing those for too long. But the test series is where India faces a lot of question marks, specifically um, because Virat Kohli is going home after the first test. Ajinkya Rahane will step up to captain. Very interesting moment for him. He's uh, seen as a very good captain, tactically very astute. He led India to a victory over Australia in, in the Dharamsala test match, where he captained very aggressively. Oh, yeah, of course, he, did. he doesn't. That's right. He, he captained very well. It's a great he, test match. Because he doesn't. He doesn't bring the uh, you know the sound and f- fire fury of Virat Kohli. Yeah. Uh, he's a very More calm, measured. very measured guy, mm. um, but considered a good captain. Um, of course, losing Virat Kohli, it's not just losing his captaincy, which I think India can handle. It's losing his uh, his batting. Although his record in Australia isn't amazing. On the last tour, he had that great century in Perth, but then other than that, he only averaged forty, I think, in the uh, in the other three Test matches. Who will replace uh, Virat Kohli? Again, same question marks. Uh, you know, there's there's um, KL Rahul, who's in the team. That I think Shastri uh, has also asked for Shreyas Ayer to be called up. And he's, I think, is he also, I saw something, I saw Shastri saying that he, Shreyas Ayer reminds him of himself. <laughs> I, I'm, a big, I'm a big fan. Of Shreyas Ayer yes. or of Shastri? Both, both of course. Um, particularly Shreyas Ayer. They went Ayer. to the same... They went to the same school and college, there you go. apparently. So there you go. So he may come in, and even though he wasn't named in the test squad, I wouldn't overlook him. There's Hanuma Vihari as well. He's played in most of India's test matches recently. Mayank Agarwal will probably open. Question marks over who he'll open with. Will it be Prithvi Shaw? Will it be Rahul? Will it be Shubman Gill? I think they should give to Shubman Gill. He looks a much better test player to me. Than who? Prithvi Shaw? No, Shubman Gill. Mm. No, but you're saying he looks better than Prithvi Shaw. Yes, I think Prithvi Shaw looks erratic to me. Certainly his last few test matches were very erratic. I agree with that. My guess is they will try and rehabilitate KL Rahul again because, you know, this is a guy who gets as many chances as he wants. <laughs> because he's... Is he, what, is he the new valet? Is he, is he the, I don't know. I think he does share an agent with Virat Kohli, if that's, what you're, if that's what you're suggesting. Maybe that's it. And then the other big question mark for India is around the wicket-keeping. Um, Rishabh Pant's in the squad, but Rhythm and Saha is the first choice. But Rhythm and Saha is potentially injured. 
We don't know. I think Wedeman Saha is the best keeper in the world. He really is good. He's brilliant. Um, if he doesn't, if he doesn't play though, he'll be sad. And do you know what that means? Rhythm and blues. There you go. <laughs> Rhythm and blues. Okay. So those are all. Those are just. Uh, I, th- I think that's all of the questions India India face in the Test team. The bowling is very settled, and and that will be the the trump card perhaps for India. Bumrah, Shami, maybe Umesh Yadav, you know, Jadeja and Ashwin. So yeah, two pretty pretty much pretty strong teams. You know, I tell you what else is interesting about this tour will be. Um, there's a couple of tour games going on between Australia A and the Indians, and I think they'll they'll get their first look at Green and Pukowski. Um, they'll, they'll give those guys a show in that. There's also an India A and Australia game, a game on the 11th, I think. So December 6th and December 11th, there was a couple of kind of warm-up games, but quite high-level warm-up games, I imagine. There's some talk that Australia will persist with Joe Burns rather than Will Pukowski. Yeah, I saw an interesting article from um, Ian Chappell um, saying that, you know, Warner can persist that he wants to open with Burns, but Burns' average is, is in the early 30s, I think, or mid-30s. So it doesn't really stand up and Pukowski's on fire. So he thinks it's a great chance to give this guy a go. He's he's in tremendous form. I mean, he had a, a he is. I mean, you want to get a guy who's young in the team when they're in form, right? Mm. Um, yeah. And Burns just hasn't delivered. I mean, he's delivered against Pakistan and Australia and Sri Lanka, but he, I don't think he's done that much against the major teams. Right. And Cameron Green is he likely to play uh, a role in the Test match? It's doubtful. He maybe. I mean, if they don't go with Wade for some reason or Head, I think Wade and Head should get another go. Um, but if not, they'll, they'll slow him. I don't think they'll bring in two debutants. I wouldn't imagine so in the top six. Well, that middle order, if, if you've got um, Green, Smith, Labuschagne and Head, that seems pretty pretty good. Yeah. So they might go for That's one de- debutant, but I wouldn't imagine they do two. And the bowling attack is settled. It's totally settled, no yeah. Doubt. Yeah. Okay. All right. Let's hop over the Tasman Sea. <laughs> What's going on in New Zealand? Six Pakistan players have tested positive for COVID. That's just, it's not a headline you expect to see in New Zealand. They've done such a good job of controlling COVID. And then the Pakistan cricket team arrives. Um, I think there's been, I was just reading before we uh, before we came on air, was a, um, suggestions in uh, New Zealand's stuff uh, media outlet about the Pakistani players contravening quite strict rules and they've been caught on Uh-oh. CCTV. I can't imagine Pakistan players breaking the rules. I just can't. So there's a suggestion that they haven't been playing ball and uh, some of those cases are historic, so they may well have recovered, subsequently travelled and have now been picked up either using an antibody test or just have some of the virus remaining. But it doesn't sound like they've been... Uh, they're on their last warning, apparently, according to the New Zealand Cricket Authority. So it's, First and last warning. It's in the balance. That's the way it goes. It's a privilege to come to New Zealand to play sport. That's what Director General of Health, Dr. Ashley Bloomfield, said. But before Pakistan, is there's a series against the West Indies. Is that correct? New Zealand West Indies? Are they playing cricket? That is correct. Does anyone know anything about this series? Uh, 29th of November is the first match. It's T20, so it starts pretty soon. I think you're wrong. I think the first match is tomorrow. Tomorrow, I'm wrong. Yeah. Correct, the first T20 tomorrow. Wow, what a big day for cricket tomorrow is. It's all happening. It is all happening. The Southern the southern Hemisphere summer is kicking off. Ultra's favourite, Colin the Big Man, has been ruled out of the West Indies tests later in the series. So that's a, a blow for the Black Caps. Yeah, the big blow. Your favourite player. He is. 
Yeah, I, I, I'm not convinced it will that be that big a blow for their <laughs> test team. I mean, their one-day team, if, if for sure, but I'd like to think they could handle it. Um, okay, let's move on then. Cricket is scrapping tea. Where do we stand on this? The Sussex Cricket League, which is said to be the world's biggest recreational league, possibly in all sports, I'm not sure, 140 clubs and 335 teams, has voted to give teams the option of scrapping the tea spread and serving only hot and cold drinks during the afternoon breaks. Um, Already during the pandemic, we've seen amateur cricketers having to bring their own packed teas, which is like just a travesty. Some clubs, you know, clubs voted for this. As one club tweeted, Forrest wrote, for too long, cricket has had the stigma of cucumber sandwiches and a little bit of cricket, which is, I don't know, seems like the right balance to me. But Toby, what do you make of this? Well, I have a quick question to you both, actually, because you know, when, I, when I played cricket in, in the UK, the, the tea was the, you know, a really important part of the whole experience if you're just playing for fun, I guess on a Sunday. I think Sunday cricket will still continue, I think, in this case. I think this is the leagues uh, on Saturday, so league cricket on Saturdays. Um, but what what happens in Australia? Is there, is there a tea? Does it happen or is it not even a thing? I'm just curious. I've never played for fun. Um, <laughs> it's not It's not really a thing. I mean, pe- usually often, <laughs> if you're playing away, away, home and away, often the home team will supply something. But it's not a big deal where you sit down and have tea. There might be some, you know, sandwiches or whatever, but it's not a big deal. I mean, people don't really put a lot of... Yeah, it's it's a reflection on the kind of sporting fibre of England, isn't it? It is. Right. Okay. That everything comes to a standstill so that people can have cucumber sandwiches. You know, in Australia, it's like 35 degrees. Like nobody's really having tea or anything. They just want to like get out of the, get out of the sun, you know. Yeah. Well, look, I'm I'm sad about it. Yeah, and people are people are driving. You know, you got people like Glenn McGrath who'd, who'd have trekked two days or whatever to get to this <laughs> match, right? right? If you read these accounts of how players yeah, get, get to these club the, games, the Gatorade and whatever else, you're not really. But look, eating people much. do the same. They they will travel to you know hours to sample Mrs. Miggins' Dundee cake on a Sunday up you know, and down the M5. Yeah, up and, yeah. It's not the same, is it? Going from I don't know, yeah, going from Colchester to Basildon. It's not really the same as when you're like. There's nothing genteel you know, they, about Australia, as you both know. <laughs> yeah. Well, look, I'm very sad about it. I think it's a shame, but it's not binding. They can obviously decide to overturn the tea decision, but I think the best thing about the whole thing is just been the outpouring of nostalgia on social media. I think this gentleman here I, I, I've been reading, he said, oppositions are usually insular or have been sledging me for 50 years. Why do I want to have tea with them? So he's not <laughs> not that not that keen to continue. Um, whereas others saying now that, that, that the missus is going to have to make sandwiches for him on a Saturday morning, even though he bats nine and doesn't bowl. So, you know. You can't make them it's, himself. <laughs> it's apparently what not. What a prick. Yep, yep. What's I mean, the teas are the teas are something to. I don't know if you've ever played cricket in England, Darren. I have not for fun. Um, not for fun. Well, yeah. I mean, the teas are something to behold. Let's make it happen. Truly, they are remarkable. I mean, the spread is just. The ultras need to do a summer tour at some stage, and we need to play play a game with somebody. Yeah, I mean, it's it's kind of a. It's almost as if you know we know we're not very good at cricket, but we can do really well at tea. That's good. Yeah. Can we, can we organise something for the next Ashes? Yeah, why not? Um, so there was a great tweet from Horsted Keens Cricket Club, home of the HK Horseman T20 team. They said, we will still be providing tees for our players at home games and are also 
happy to provide for any opposition who wish to reciprocate. In fact, we are working on a new pavlova recipe. Wow. So that's not something you, you hear from Wollongong 11. The gong. Or whatever, I imagine. The gong. That's what they call it. The, so there you go. Um, but let's, um, so that's, that's tea and cricket. Uh, Darren, tell us about some of these zany big bash rules. I know you're all about innovation. I know you I think are. you're all about innovation. <laughs> so for whatever, for some godforsaken reason, the BBL has decided to introduce three major innovations this year in the Big Bash. They started with having, before this, they even started with having three international players, which is great. I'm all for that. I think, she, I think they should have four international players in each team. be much more exciting. So there's three new innovations. One is, and wait for it, the power surge. So this, this is really about changing the power play. So normally we have a six-over power play up front and it will be placed with a mandatory four-over block up front and then there'll be two overs and that can be taken by the batting team at any point after the 11th over. So, you know, later in the innings, you can have only two men out on the fence. It's kind of interesting, right? I think tactically it could be fun but it adds another level of complexity to both captaining and also to people who are casual observers of the game. Yes, you have to explain new rules. Then, if the power surge wasn't enough, there's the X factor, which is kind of like a super sub with a tweak. So at the turnover mark of of the first innings, each team can have a chance to substitute one of the starting 11. And each team will have 12 and 13th players and you can decide to sub a player in or, in or out. The only proviso is that the, the player can't have batted yet or if the bowler can't have bowled more than one over. So at the turnover mark, you can change your team, basically. You can sub a player. Who knows how that'll work? You know, it might work in some situations. I imagine that most times people might not necessarily sub anybody. So kind of interesting. Yeah, it's great. It, it's, it's, a, it's a ready-made nickname, isn't it? Yeah. So... You know, there's a, lot of talk, there's a lot of talk though about, you know, you have your best players in a starting 11 normally, which I don't necessarily agree with. I, I think, you know, for example, if you realize a spinning pitch, you might bring in a spinner in, for example. Um, if you're batting slow, you might bring in a pinch hitter. I don't know. There's, there's lots of options there. And I think it's actually quite exciting and interesting. The other one now is the bash boost. So there will now be four points awarded for each match. And there used to be two. So three points go to the outright winner but whoever's ahead after the 10 over mark get a bonus point. So even if you lose the match, you might still you could get, get a point, point, yeah? So again, it's trying to get, encourage, I guess, bigger hitting up front in the 10 overs. If the teams are level, then they'll split the point, 0.5 each. So, you know, it's they're interesting, but, but I think, you know, a couple of things to point out is that it does make cricket even more complicated for the casual observer. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. I don't know who's going to follow all of this. I still find the new power play rules. I still don't understand those. Completely. Yeah, I mean, also, if, you know, if you think about if you think about it in context, T Twenty is kind of cool because it's quite simple game, and I think adding these three extra things to it, it, it's probably good for the boffins and geeks, right? They might enjoy it, and the commentators will love it. You know, uh, who, was he, who's he going to choose for his X player, his X factor player, right? When's he going to take the power surge, right? So it does provide a little bit of in- interesting commentary, but I think it's a lot of folly too. So. I'm kind of okay with the, I kind of don't mind the X factor idea. I think that could be quite interesting where you can sub a player out. 
might be interesting, but I, th- I think not all the rules will catch on. I think they'll, they'll use all three and see how they go, do it in a kind of evaluation. But yeah, there's all changes. What do you think, just in terms of the, the audience and I guess from a media perspective, that the, the, the think tankers have been busy trying to come up with new marketable phrases, which is which is a good thing. Is, is TV driving these innovations? And is the, is the audience so now young and also demanding this sorts of innovation? Yeah. What's, what's making it happen? I think what they're doing too is looking at other sports. They're, they're looking at the NFL and baseball and basketball and rugby league and Australian rules. And they've had a lot of new kind of rules come in to make it more in- interactive and more engaging. I think what they're trying to do is stop the trying to keep every over a contest or something interesting. They don't want to have any lulls in the game. So what they've seen is sometimes after the power play, they've seen a lull of like seven to ten overs where not much happens. So they want to, the idea is to create something to delay the power play even later to make it more exciting, right? You know, so if they only have a four over power play up front, how would you treat the fifth and sixth over, right? So I guess they're kind of tinkering with it and just seeing what works, which I, I kind of don't mind, but it's quite gimmicky, isn't it? It feels like it's quite gimmicky. Are they going to be sponsored? I imagine that will happen. I, I, that's a very good point, and I imagine they will be. So it's a lot of that probably as well. Money talks. It does. Bullshit walks. Um, and uh, how, do these, how do these compare to, to the, the best kind of rules you had as a as a child playing cricket, Darren. Yeah, we talked about it this week, didn't we? You know, they should have brought in tip and run. So what is tip and run? <laughs> Anytime you hit the ball, you have to run, no matter where it goes. Oh, uh, yes, I played that, yes. Yeah. Which is fun. I mean, that. it's great yeah. for back, back, backyard cricket game in Australia. We used to have automatic wicket keepers. So if you, if you snicked the ball, because we didn't have enough players in the backyard, so if you snicked the ball between second slip and like a leg gully, you were caught behind automatically. We used to bring 40-gallon drums a short leg or covers, you could put fielders in, you could bring those into the field, like big KFC bucket hats or whatever on the field, right? <laughs> a 40-gallon drum would be a, a, a market improvement on yeah. the short leg for Lemmings 11. <laughs> <laughs> you just put like that like like game test match, you know, where you put those static players in the field. I don't know, what did you guys play? You know, you know one bounce, one hand kind of thing? One bounce, one bounce, one hand catch, for sure. Uh, first ball... Can't be yep, out. That's right. Perhaps. Um, those are the two most common ones I recall. It's my ball. I'm going to take it home. <laughs> Does that count? <laughs> I don't want a field. <laughs> I only want a bat. I don't want a field. Yeah. Mm. I think that, I think there's more of this more of this innovation in Australia, actually. French cricket is very big in England. Yeah, played a lot of French cricket. That was Yeah, I played that with kids. Yeah, that's that's a, quite a sort of a bigger thing. Had quite um, good fielding practices. So imagine, imagine the scene in our playground at our school. We've got a very big brick wall in front of there, and you basically have a tennis ball, and you th- you have a group of like twelve kids, and you throw the ball as hard as you can, and you're only allowed to to catch it with your left hand. And the whole game is called fumble. If you fumble it and it drops to the floor, you then have to sprint and touch the wall before someone else can grab the ball and throw it so that it hits ahead of you. So, say for example, you throw the ball and it gets to the wall before I've dashed to touch it. My penance is I have to stand and someone throws the ball as hard as they can at me, and I'm allowed to move out of the way once it's released. So that's quite good fun. Mm, sounds like a, more of a drill. Yeah. Yeah. That's why you're such a sharp fielder, Tobes. <laughs> Long time ago. He's <laughs> a live wire. It's like John T. Rhodes out there. Um, the truth is, we, I just played. So I've rarely played cricket on a field. It was always in the nets. There's just not that many fields in um, Hong Kong, and... You know, no one had gardens. We only ever really played in the nets. 
And we would play this weird kind of contest where the umpire would assign runs for the shots. Like you, you'd actually determine <laughs> the field. Like the, the bowler would say, all right, I've got a, a cover and a, I've got two slips and a, a fine leg. And then you'd have someone umpiring and depending on where you hit it, the umpire would be like, okay, that's a boundary or that's two runs or, or that's a single or, or whatever. You can imagine the argument. Oh, I can imagine. From that. Yeah, but that's, that's kind of as far as we got really. Yeah, but we'll be interesting to see how these big bash rules play out and of course whether they'll be adopted uh, in other leagues. One other piece of news out of the big bash is that the Melbourne Renegades have signed a 15-year-old Afghan spinner, Ahmad Noor, 15 years old, apparently. Really? Is he really 15 years old? I'm not going to comment on that. I didn't know. <laughs> okay. Who is well, that young lad from Nepal? Sorry to interrupt. There's a young younger guy, a Nepalese bowler, who was also a leg spinner, I think, who was kind of playing grey cricket, and I saw him interviewed, and it was a very exciting prospect, and not heard since. And I don't know Sandeep Lamachani. Not Lamachani. Next time, I'll look it up. Maybe we should have yeah, a look playing. at where are they now. Is he? Yeah, he's, he, he plays for the Stars, Melbourne he, Stars. He looks superb, yeah. And this was like two years ago, maybe. Yeah, he's really good. Uh, on that note, there's a really good video out there of Rashid Khan impersonating Adam Gilchrist. Oh, really? No. It. Yeah, you can find it. It's um, It kind of sounds nothing like Adam Gilchrist, but it's it's still hilarious. I, I, I recommend okay. it. Okay. I recommend it. Also, there's a good, there's a good, um, I, I mentioned the Ravi Shastri Shreyas Ayer thing. That's kind of, you know, that's, that's really the highest compliment I think anyone could pay. Uh, you know, you have Ravi Shastri telling you that you remind him of, of him. Um, and there's a nice video of Deepak Chahar uh, with his, with his acoustic guitar. Oh, look at you. This week in social media. There's also a Bollywood. Yeah. It's like a real rabbit hole once you go down cricket social media. There's also quite a funny video of Shreyas Iyer impersonating Marcus Stoinis. I don't know if you've seen that. I've not seen that. It's quite funny. It's a really good impersonation, actually. You know how Stoinis has this kind of like chest out, kind of drawly kind of walk? <laughs> yeah. It's quite good. Yeah. We are geeks, aren't we? <laughs> yeah, we really are. All right. I think that's everything. Do we want to say anything about Shane Watson? Uh, he's retired. I thought he'd already retired. Yeah, he, he's retired from international cricket. Um, two years ago, okay. but um, he's retired from all forms yeah. of cricket. He's yeah. still okay. the the Australian players' representative in Australia, well thought of by international players. Apparently, he's been really trying to push Australia to tour Pakistan again. Uh, he's been on the front line there, so doing a lot of things outside, you know, of playing cricket as well. His career was kind of up and down, but his peak of his powers was kind of two thousand and eight, two thousand and ten, really. That's when he was really at his devastating form in white ball cricket around the world. He, he was quite a legend of the game. You know, he, he ended up averaging in tests, you know, a respectable 35. And with the ball, he averaged 32. So kind of a handy all rounder. He, he did well. At, he, did, he batted better at the top. So his average was higher when he opened the batting. They, they pushed him around the order quite a bit. But he was really an OD, ODI specialist, right? I mean, he, he finished average of, of 41 in ODIs with the bat. Pretty, pretty good bowling average, 231, reasonable strike rate. So he was, he was a good all-round package there for a while. One of the best white yeah, ball but you players. Gotta, you gotta, we, we can't discuss his career without mentioning the reviews, Darren. I know. I knew he'd get to it. I'm, surely, I'm just waiting for you guys to get to it. <laughs> surely what he became famous for. I'll always remember the Barmy Army chant when Shane Watson came out to bat. It was, 
LB, 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 W, LB. Yeah. He had the biggest pads in world、That's、cricket.、Right. And he developed a, just a remarkable. It was、propensity. just his face. Every time he was giving out LBW, he'd just shake his head and, like, in disbelief, even if he was plum, and just do, go for the review side. He was、sign. always plum. He was always plum. <laughs> But the shaking、plum. of his head, I mean, right? He like, always... he'd been just totally aggrieved, right? Like, the decision was how could you give that out? And you see the ball crashing into middle stump after the review. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it was, it was, it was, it was hilarious, actually, the number of times it, it became a kind of self. He actually received、prophecy. the Australian border. The Allen Border Medal, which is the medal that goes out every year to the best Australian player two years in a row. Wow. Well, that's so that's impressive.、Um, impressive. He, there was a great quote about him by Ian Chappell, and I've forgotten it exactly, so I'll just paraphrase, but it was basically like he had the perfect body for cricket, but every single part of it ended up malfunctioning. It was almost like he was a collection of parts that just couldn't quite. And that's kind of a good way to describe his career as well. He kind of had it all, but he could never. Deliver a, a run of, like a great run of performances. And, you know, the numbers, I think, bear that out. Well, I think being named Australian Player of the Year two years in a row is pretty good. It's not bad. It's not bad, but you, you wouldn't remember him as like a great of the game. I still remember、you? the, yeah, I, I would. One of Australia's best white ball players for the last 10 years or so, for sure.、Okay. 15 years, maybe.、Right. But,、yeah. you know, I still remember that, that, that final in the IPL for Chennai in 2018.、Yeah. Oh, he's a, he was a superb T20 player. I guess it's probably a test cricket where he underperformed. Yeah. And I think he was. Maybe that's. The, I think definitely as a, as a white ball player, he was up there with one of the greats for sure. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, I think that brings us to a close this episode of Cricket Ultras. Thank you all for listening. We'll be back soon. There's a lot of cricket going on, and we'll be back to discuss it all. Thank you. <laughs>